Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Championship Roundtable podcast. I'm your host this week, James Vickers. You can reach us on the show on our Twitter page, which is at Championship Pod. I'm going to throw it over to Jake, first of all, uh, who's going to take us through the, the rundown of last weekend's results. Yeah, if we uh, go back to um, last weekend, starting with the early kickoff. Oh, no, starting on Friday night. Missed the Friday night game. Starting on with Friday, Birmingham beating Middlesbrough 2-1. Um, moving on to Saturday in the early kickoff now, Fulham and Cholton playing out a two-all draw. Huddersfield beat Hull 3-0 at home to record their second victory back-to-back. Derby got another victory, went, uh, beating Luton 2-0. Bristol City beat Reading 1-0 at home. Millwall, was perhaps the, the shock result of the round, beating Leeds 2-1 at home, although Leeds did have a early red card. Nottingham Forest beat Brentford 1-0. Preston, who I no doubt we'll talk about a lot today. Beat Barnsley 5-1 to move into the top three. QPR returned to winning ways with an entertaining 4-2 win against Blackburn. Sheffield Wednesday beat Wigan 1-0. Swansea lost 2-1 to Stoke, which was a surprise result. Well. Stoke picked up their first win of the season. And then West Brom beat Cardiff 4-2. And looking down those results, there's only one away win, and that came with Stoke, which was slightly surprising. So, Good weekend for the home wins this week. Yeah, it's funny you should mention the, the away win. One of my friends on Twitter actually said, I think it was on Friday, to, to pick an away win in the championship. And the only one that I could see realistically happening was Leeds, who obviously had that man sent off early on. Bit of a shot result going away to Millwall and losing. Obviously, they you know found themselves sort of low down in the table before that game. Obviously, that result has, has jumped them up and, and pegged Leeds back a bit. I believe they've dropped to fifth now. But yeah, that was the only sort of game looking down the fixtures before the weekend where I could see the away side getting you know a, a win from. Obviously, there were a few draws here and there, but but that was sort of my banker for, for an away win. Um, obviously, yeah, standout result that. Uh, other standout result for me, uh, Huddersfield winning 3-0 at home to Hull City. You know, it's been a long time coming for for Huddersfield and, and you know, for them to, to finally get that win, you know, Cowley's come in, he's he's sort of uh, steadied the ship somewhat, starting to pick up points now and, and they've found themselves out of the relegation zone now on goal difference. Um, so a step in the right direction for them, definitely. For, you know, a team that has struggled to play Hull, who, you know, before that game were sort of firmly in mid-table, I thought, you know, it might have been a more difficult game than it ended up being. Obviously, the goals came in the sort of the latter stages of the game, about halfway through the second half towards the 80th minute for the for the three goals. But for them, yeah, fantastic result, edging away now from from sort of the foot of the table. And, you know, you're looking down now and, and real sort of 
even though it's still early on, alarm bells ringing for, for Stoke and Barnsley, who are sort of gradually getting sort of cut adrift from that, that pack pulling away. Um, other standout result for me this weekend was, was Charlton going away to Fulham. It may seem a weird one, considering how well Charlton has started the season. You know, they find themselves sort of in and around that, that bunch, uh, in and around the playoffs who were all separated by the odd point. But, you know, to go to Fulham, which is probably one of the harder places to go in the division and, and twice take the lead, you know, very good result for them. Obviously, they'll be disappointed taking the lead twice to, to only come away with a point. But, you know, you look at the grander scheme of things, that keeps them 10th. Only, I believe it's two points off the playoffs. And, and you know, they're carrying on that fantastic start that they've had to the season. Um, other result, obviously, that I want to mention, Preston, 5-1 winners against Barnsley. Every week I go into sort of the games at the moment thinking the bubble's going to burst at some point. But, you know, we've we shown no signs of letting up. That's, uh, I think, makes us the highest goal scorers in the division now and, and one of only two teams in double figures for, for goals, uh, or for goal difference, rather, uh, us and Fulham. And obviously we're top of that as well. So point off the top third in the table going into the second international break of the season and and you know if you'd have told me that at the start of the season when we got beat 1-0 away at Millwall I wouldn't have believed it whatsoever so delighted for us um they were my standout results from the weekend Jake are there any sort of that stand out for you or do you sort of agree with the ones I've mentioned there yeah I think I've got to agree with uh the ones you've picked out really um one that you didn't touch on was the Birmingham win. I thought that was a, a big win for them after three losses in a row to win at home, even though Middlesbrough had been pretty poor in a sort of a season of transition to get that home win was important for Birmingham. They're up in 12th, which is quite surprising, really, considering, you know, what went on with Gary Monk and then Pep Clotet as the caretaker, not having much of much of uh, much experience as a number one failing at Oxford. And he seems to be doing all right at Birmingham, to be honest. 12th place, I think that's above par for where I expected them to be. So that was a big result. Um, I'd also pick out um, the Huddersfield win as well. Um, I just thought that it, it's good to see um, the Cowley brothers sort of starting to, to find their feet at the championship uh, with Huddersfield back-to-back wins now. Really convincing performance as well to, to win 3-0 at home. Um, their first home win of the season. They really struggled at home. Um at the start of the year, and, and, and that was a big result. And, and when the John Smith Stadium it is bouncing, it can be one of the, the better stadiums to play in. Um, and you saw that after the first goal, just the, the confidence and, and the atmosphere carried them on to uh, quite a convincing win. So I think that was uh, really important for them, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them push on up the table now. I think they've got the talent there, um, and they just have got that little bit of confidence now that they haven't had for a long time after, you know, over 12 months of losing matches, uh, it can be difficult to, to regain that winning feeling. It seems like they've done that with back-to-back wins. So they're the two for me that really stood out, um, apart from the obvious ones. Um, but yeah, I do, would like to echo your thoughts on Preston. I think they've had a really great start to the season. Um, last year, I think many will remember me tipping them for the playoffs. I think I was a year too soon, but they've done excellent this year uh, to start with. Um some difficult fixtures, and and you just think that now they're in a great position to push push on, um, and challenge uh, near the top of the table. It'll be tough, it, you know. It's only been eleven games, we've got another thirty five to go, but they've put themselves in a, in a good position and and scored twenty three goals after eleven games. It's it's quite a great, marvelous record. No other team in the in the league has done it. Um, so, yeah, credit to Preston. 
Yeah, obviously, uh, I've I've said my piece on Preston already as well, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that because I know everyone uh, sort of gets on at me for for talking about Preston. The other result that I completely forgot to mention as well actually was the the Stoke win away at Swansea. Um, going behind after a minute for them away from home would have been you know easy to heads to drop straight away and it'd be a comfortable afternoon for Swansea. But to get that equaliser halfway through the first half and then to win it, Scott Hogan scoring in the 90th minute for their, their first win of the season was absolutely massive for them. Obviously, there was a, a piece out, I believe it was sort of midway through uh, last week, you know, where they were saying that, uh, sort of Nathan Jones was saying that he, he sort of gambled on coming to Stoke and it, it hadn't paid off. So, Massive result for him personally and for Stoke as well because, you know, if they'd have gone down to a defeat there with with Huddersfield winning as well, I think they would have been, I think it was six points adrift already at this stage of the season, which, you know, is, is massive to make up for a team that, that are struggling to, to find form. So for them to go into the international break with that win, crucial for them you know hopefully they can they can regroup themselves now and and kick on after that international break. They have got some difficult fixtures coming up, but obviously, you know, confidence will be starting to return with that and then you know i do believe that come the end of the season you know they should escape that relegation zone and, and obviously the quicker they can do that the better for them um obviously we touched on results of the weekend though are there any individual performances that stand out for you jake there's uh there's two that stand out for me but i obviously me taking in the lead with the the match results i'll let you go first with players and and see if you agree with what i've got to say in a in a short while yeah, I think I'll pick out a couple. Uh, I'll leave you to, to cover the Preston boys, as uh, I'm sure you no doubt will. But I'll start with Mateus Pereira for uh, West Brom. Um, yeah, he's he's obviously played uh, a lot of his career abroad, uh, started off at Sporting, he moved on to into the Bundesliga of Nuremberg. Um, got a lot of talent he has, um, and it was quite a coup for West Brom to get him. Um, and he started really well. I think he's added something... Um, Extra dimension to their attack. Played behind the striker in this one in the number 10 role. Looked really good. Got a goal and assist. Um, looked dangerous throughout. His, his positioning and his movement is really good. and Just a constant threat. And I think that he, he could turn out to be one of the better signs of the season. You could also talk about Diane Garner there. Who who also got a goal and assist and looked dangerous when he got on the ball. Um, they've just got a really talented attack, West Brom. And they've... Recovered from losing Jay Rodriguez and Dwight Gale. You know, they've got Charlie Austin now, Diane Garner, Pereira. Um, and you've got Sawyers behind them. It's just such a good front front six, really. Um, front five, even. Um, but, yes, it, it looks really positive for them. Uh, and if you look at the bench as well, they had Zahor come on. Um, and they've got Kravinovic, who, who's come in. And he's quite highly rated um, Croatian player, so... That's look really good for West Brom, but I think that Pereira was probably the pick of the bunch for me on Saturday. Um, another one I'd just like to touch on is going back to Huddersfield, and that would be Carlin Grant. I just think he looks like a, a really, really good centre-forward. Uh, showed promise in, at Cholton. Um, didn't look out of his depth in the Premier League, and he now has six goals for the season. Um, first goal since the... Uh, First goal in in three matches for him. Second goal under the Cowley brothers. He he just looks like he he's going to have a really really good season, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't hit twenty goals this year. Really, I think he's definitely got that in him. Um, maybe needs to work a little bit more on his overall contribution at times, but he he does look like a really really good striker. Um, and I think he's gonna 
like I say, go on and get a, a lot of goals and fire Huddersfield away from that relegation zone. Yeah, I was actually going to touch on a, a, another Huddersfield player, and that was Bakuna. Um, came on halfway through the second half and immediately got the the assist for Grant's goal. I think he'd been on the pitch about 40 seconds at that point. So immediate impact off the bench. Got the second goal as well, which, you know, for them going 1-0 up, there would have been a few nerves around the stadium still for him to get that second goal then about six minutes later. You know, really sort of uh, eased the nerves of the, the Huddersfield fans. So immediate impact off the bench, which obviously uh, the Cowleys would have wanted and, and you know, shored up sort of that front line when he came on. So definitely for me, a uh, standout performer there for Huddersfield. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, yeah, Preston, fantastic win of the weekend, you know, scoring five goals at home in any league is, is a hard feat. But to do it with the, the ease at times that we did it against Barnsley was, you know, it all came through Daniel Johnson, who is, you know, my standout player of the week. I think he got a perfect 10 on, on who scored, was in, you know, every sort of championship or football league team of the weekend, two goals and an assist. And absolutely ran the show and you know he, he won player of the month for for august we talked about him a lot on this show so far this season and for a player that you know some preston fans wanted to get rid of in the in the summer he's, he's really come up trump so far and for a player that was in and out of the match day sort of 18 towards the end of last season he's arguably the first name on the team sheet at the moment which is you know testament to how well he's got his head down over the summer and, and worked on his game and He's producing that quality that we knew was there on a, a sort of a regular basis. Now he, he seems to be one of those players that'd be, you know, one in six, one in seven, and produce, you know, a world class performance, and then go off the boil again for another month. So for him to get that consistency in his game now, absolutely massive for us. And you know, our forward line is absolutely reaping the rewards. I believe on his day, he is one of the best sort of attacking midfielders in this division, and and you know, he's he's proven that so far. Um, other sort of standouts for me. I thought, you know, the the Fulham game, Mitrovic was was good. Um, obviously, been a Newcastle fan, Jake. I know you'll sort of sing his praise. He's a very good player. And, you know, they are to have a good season this year, Fulham. I think that takes him into seventh now, a point off the playoffs. If he can carry on scoring, you know, that'll be vitally important for them. Um, you know, a few goals already this season. And, and, you know, for him now, he'll be wanting to kick on. But yeah, they're the main ones for me uh, that stood out this weekend. Um... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
so moving on now from players and, and wins of the weekend to, to move on to managerial departures, as it were, since we last recorded last week. Two managers have, have left their posts at, at Millwall and Barnsley, which we'll get on to. You know, a third one pending as well with Jose Gomez at Reading. So I think we'll start, first of all, with Millwall, Jake. Uh, sort of in the timeline, Neil Harris was the first manager to leave. From sort of reading, you know, in between the lines and articles and press releases that came out, it seemed like a, a decision made by Neil Harris himself. He seemed to think that now was the right time to step away. Obviously, Millwall having a good sort of solid season so far this this year. You know, I think at the start of the year, uh, me, you and Louis all tipped them to be sort of in and around mid-table, maybe that lower half of mid-table. So if you look at their position at the moment, you know, they're not a million miles away from that. I think they're 15th, which, you know, off where they finished sort of last year, I'd say that's a fair reflection of where they're at as a club. Three wins, five draws, three defeats. Obviously, the win coming after Neil Harris had left against Leeds at the weekend, but did that come as a surprise to you? I know sort of for me personally, I thought he was one of the managers that, you know, I'd expect to see out the season. Um, how did you see it and where do you think Millwall go for them here? Yeah, so it surprised me a little bit. I didn't see that one coming. It just looked like such a good fit. Obviously a Millwall legend, uh, done so well, got them promoted, uh, nearly got into the playoffs in their first season up in the championship last year. A little bit disappointing, but they sort of found themselves in the end. Um, and this year, they spent a little bit of money, reshaped the squad. Um, I think it was always going to take time for this group of players to, to click and and to, to really buy into his style of play. Um, so I didn't really think they started too poorly. I think they were pretty par for the course, near the bottom, but I, I always thought that they would have uh, pulled away from it. Um, but maybe it was just the right time, maybe... You know, in football, I think now I mentioned on the Premier League show at the weekend that Premier, uh, the, the you know the attention spans of players and um and maybe is are maybe not there uh, and managers sort of lose their just lose their ability to motivate and to to really um continue to have success when they've had it before. We're seeing it a little bit now with Tottenham. Uh, and Pochettino is this the short termism in football, and that's why some managers sort of go for jobs with it, with the idea of it being three, four years, and 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 that being it. And I think that's just the direction football's going now. Um, but the fact Harris has been there for about that time, it might be that the players weren't quite, you know, buying into the message as much. Maybe there was a little bit, you know, there's maybe not playing as well as they did at the start, and it, it was just sort of just coming to a nice end and, and maybe saw something in the performances that made him think that he couldn't take them any further and, and, it, and it was time for a fresh voice um, to come in. Um, that's completely understandable. It doesn't seem like it was, it was Millwall's decision. I think it seemed to be quite mutual, um, probably more on Harris's side, to be honest, um, as, he, as, it, as it was a resignation, but you never you know never know quite the full story in these things. Um, when when it does come out about a manager leaving, but it's a weird one. Um, only time will tell. It'd be interesting to see who comes in next. It'll be interesting to see what he does next because it, although he did very well at Millwall, it was it was a club he he knows very well. Um, the style that he was using he was he was playing with there probably won't be as accepted elsewhere. That'd be interesting, but you know he's at forty two years old. Um, four years of 
managerial experience, got a promotion. He's definitely going to be one that is going to be sought after. Um, maybe at, at the bottom of the championship or at the top of League One. It'll be interesting where he does go next. Um, but no, I think it, I think it was the right time, and and maybe um, you know both both can can leave it now with with a, with good memories, and maybe he he was worried that it was going to turn sour in the coming months, and now they can both move on and. He's left Millwall in a good position in the championship with a with a good squad to compete, and he he's left Millwall with a, a reputation of a of a good young manager that can go on and, and get a job elsewhere. Yeah, I completely agree with the point you made there. Obviously, yeah, him leaving now, time probably felt right for him. I don't think he'll be out of work too long if if obviously he is wanting to get back into to managing straight away. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of job offers sort of available for him. And I think, yeah, definitely, as you said, lower half championship, top of league one is, is sort of where I'd expect him to go next. Obviously, Barnes, who I'll get on to in a second, are looking for a manager as well. But I think, you know, he'd be more inclined to take a job at a, a top half league one side, especially with that promotion from league one on his, his cv already rather than taking up a, a role of a team that are struggling near the foot of the table um which obviously then brings me on to barnsley uh, if the neil harris resignation as it were from millwall was quite amicable you know the the barnsley one is is anything but Stan, uh, stendhal leaving you know only two months into uh, their sort of championship return Obviously, he got them promoted last year, and I think uh, sort of looking at how they've sort of adapted over the summer or lack of it, you know, losing key players from last year like Kiefer Moore and then bringing in, you know, relatively sort of young players from League One without sort of great championship experience was was only going to go one way. I think their average age in the, the defence against us was 20 years old at the weekend, which, you know, for a team struggling near the foot of the table in the championship against a team that are playing well in Preston is, is only asking for, for trouble. So I think partly to blame is obviously their transfer strategy over the summer, you know, trying to, to do it on the cheap and, and bring in young players that they can look to develop. I think it was a case of bringing in too many too soon. And obviously, Stendhal has, has paid the price for that. Where do you see them going from here, Jake? Obviously, at the start of the season, I think we all tip Barnsley to be in and around the bottom reaches of the table. Do you think that you know now they are destined to to be relegated this season, even though we are only you know about a quarter of the way through the season? Or do you think this next managerial appointment can really turn them around and kick them up the table? Yeah, it depends who comes in next. Uh, uh... Been quite a big fan of how Barnsley have gone about things in in the last year since their, their last relegation. I thought that Stendhal was a great appointment. I think that their recruitment is normally good. Um, you know they're quite into data and, and moneyball and things like that, and it seems to have worked for them up to this point. I just think you could see the disappointment of Stendhal in how the summer went. Um, a number of key players left, and you know they did bring in they brought in players to replace them, but it seemed like they were coming into the the championship season weaker than they started you know they ended the league one season which is not a good sign um the opening day win over fulham i think was maybe a was maybe fulham playing poorly and, and fulham being caught cold more than it was barnsley playing well looking back at it um because they just haven't been able to get to those levels since and and it's it's been really off and the atmosphere has not been what it was last season i don't think stendhal's you know not he hasn't been completely happy with how it went, and just the statement that they released today was quite 
disrespectful to Stendhal, really. They didn't really give him any sort of credit for the promotion. It was quite cold. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. That the way they do run things, the board, I've always quite liked in the last, you know, 12, 18 months. But I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be able to get a manager better than Stendhal. And I think that he's probably going to go on to, to better things elsewhere. I think he's a really, really good young coach. Um, and the Sunderland job coming up today it might be, you know, that maybe that had a part of the plays into this one because that would be quite a good job for him to go into. Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be fascinating to see where they go from here. But I'm not sure if it makes them more likely to stay up. Uh, I need to see who comes in and, and see how the players react. I just think that maybe the summer didn't go well for them. Um, they got weaker where they should have got stronger. And, you know, when you look at the squads in the league and, and the ones that are down with them, Stoke, you know, they're down there, but they've got a, a lot of quality in the squad. Reading spent a lot of money towards the end of the transfer window. Huddersfield are playing Premier League football last season. Middlesbrough are an established club that normally compete at the other end of the division. You look at Barnsley and you think they're not difficult to see them staying up and finishing above three other teams. Um, so, yeah, it does look pretty bleak for them, to be honest. Yeah, so obviously you touched on Reading there as well. As we're recording this now, you know, rumours of, of Jose Go, uh, Gomez going and potentially I think Mark Hughes from from what I can see sort of on social media, the sort of leading candidate to come in if he was to go. Uh, how do you see that going for Reading if that was the case of, of the route that they went down? Obviously you mentioned they spent a lot of money towards the end of the transfer window bringing in players like George Puskas. Uh, Lucas Yao from from Sheffield Wednesday, uh, for example, you know Lucas Yao especially who who knows the division, you know signed some some decent players, but you know he's, he's gone sort of the way you'd expect a Reading season to go recently. Twenty second in the league at the moment, you know lost a lot of games already, uh, seven I believe, which I think is joint second most. Uh, only Stoke have a, a worse record for for losing games so far and. You know, I, I can't really see where they go from here. Obviously, on one hand, you want to stick with the current manager. But do you think, obviously, giving him that money to spend, they were expecting an immediate result uh, in terms of performances? Uh, and do you think it is time for a change, uh, the helm of Reading at the moment? Reading are such a weird club. Um, like, I don't think they've been overly bad this season, um, but I don't think they've been overly good either. Um and they've just become that club that is just always at the bottom of the championship or near the bottom. And I think maybe something systematic within the club that just prevents them from getting, you know, any further than that. They, had, they started the season really well. And they had that really, really nice run just after um, transfer window closed. You know, they beat Cardiff 3-0 in, in what was an excellent performance with Pushka scoring twice. Got a really good one-all draw away to, to West Brom. Should have won it that day, really. Um Played really well, and 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 you you know for for a long time it looked like they were going to get the three points, um, but a, a late West Brom penalty stopped them. Then they followed that up with a a good win away to Huddersfield. They, they looked really really good, and then they've just been quite disappointing since. Um, scoring goals has been a problem. Um, you know they lost to Middlesbrough, and if you're losing to Middlesbrough this season, that's not great. I don't think they've been terrible. Um, I think it's harsh on on Gomez, really. I think he's um, 
he definitely showed potential. I saw some quotes today saying that players, the, the, I think it was a dressing room source, saying he, he was seen as a car salesman, that he spoke a good game, but there wasn't much substance to his coaching. But when you look at just the results, I don't think they've been that bad. Drawing to West Brom this season, uh, nearly beat Wolves, or nearly knocked Wolves out of the Ca- uh, Carabao Cup. Um, away to Swansea, drew one all. Only narrowly beaten by Bristol City. I don't think it's been that bad. Um, but yeah, the, the names that I expect to come in with Mark Bowen being quite a pivotal figure behind the scenes. I don't think they're going to get a forward-thinking coach now. Um, I'm not sure if Gomez was was ever going to be the man to take them forward. I think that he was like the fourth or fifth choice when they were recruiting last time. But I think they're going to... F- appoint somebody more like Paul Clement than they will Jose Gomez this time um, and it'll be fascinating to see how that goes you know they've got a real opportunity to pick up points coming up you know Preston at, Preston at home fixture they, they normally do alright in um, although Preston did very well this year just where I got earlier QPR away that's a tough one not even Forest away that's a tough one but then they've got Millwall and Luton back to back at home and you'd think you'd need to be looking at those get two games as, as a minimum four points um but yeah, Reading have just been on a sort of weird downwards trajectory for a while and it's not really getting any better and they spent through money at it after their transfer embargo, you know, ended and it hasn't really got much better. But then you could also say that for much of the summer, Gomez did, was, was working with young players and it, it was only very late on that he got the the additions that he wanted and has he really had the time to work with those and, and get them in playing the style that he wants them to probably not so i think they're jumping the gun here reading um and to be honest i think they probably hit the panic panic button because of that stoke win and because of that those two huddersfield wins i think when those two were, were glued to the bottom without a win they felt like they could give gomez that time but now they're switched um and barnsley obviously as well making that change maybe they just felt like they were forced into it and, and it was now or never and maybe they would be the ones that were cut adrift at the, near the bottom of the table if they didn't make that change. Um, completely understand why they've done it in that sense. It, you know, Going down to League One would be a disaster for them. But I think it's harsh, and I think that it, they probably wouldn't have went down with Gomez. But depending who they bring in now, maybe they will. Yeah, I completely agree we, uh, with, with the points you've made there. I think, you know, looking at their results over the last five games, with the exception of the, the Fulham game where they, you know, were, were beaten 4-1 at home, they've been in games. It's not as if they've been, you know, getting sort of battered each week. Obviously, going to Swansea and picking up a point, good result. Uh, you know, obviously, they, they held balls for a long time in the, the Carabao Cup as well, which obviously the league is, is their bread and butter this year. But again, against a decent Wolves side, you know, in the game. And I think, yeah, they they are sort of jumping the gun a little bit here. Obviously, they got to sort of late November, early December time and they were still in this situation. You know, you could understand it a little bit more. But for for a club obviously like Reading who you know have been in around the the foot of the table for the last couple of seasons to to sort of change their manager after giving this manager you know a, a sizable amount of money to spend in the summer just seems you know like taking a step backwards so obviously as we're recording this nothing is is confirmed yet it may be that that obviously it's all hearsay and, and they stick with Jose Gomez and 
you know, next game after the international break is, is against Preston, which, yeah, as you said, Jake, unfortunately for us, they, they always seem to do well in, and they always seem to play us at their place around sort of March, April time and derail our playoff push. So it'd be nice to get them out of the way early this season. And, and you know, uh, I think that they will give us a game. And if Jose Gomez is still in charge, you know, for them, they'd be looking to get those three points. Um, but with that, we're out of time. There's no previews this week. Obviously, we've been in an international break, so we'll be back after the international break with with sort of a, a roundup of the, the first round of fixtures after that. Um, obviously, Jake, if you'd like to let anyone know where they can find you in any social medias that you're involved in, now would be a good time. You can get me on Twitter, as Don White, Jake Jack, with two ends on the Premier League show this week. Um, with Sam, we recorded quite a good one. Um, talking about the top six, what's been happening at Spurs. Spoke a lot, a lot about Palace and Newcastle as well, so give that one a listen. Yeah, and you can find me on my personal Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers. And more importantly, you can reach us on the show at Championship Pod. Each episode is our pinned tweet, so give us a follow and then you won't miss an upload. Uh, but with that, we're out of time. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.